Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76, where we help B2B manufacturers grow through revenue-focused marketing programs. My goodness, let's let a robot do that. These few words from today's guest summarize the general feeling of excitement she feels when walking through manufacturing facilities today. And not only because of the opportunity she sees to change the way we manufacture products in the United States, but also because of the quality of jobs we can create. In this conversation, we'll talk about how a segment of the dying coal mining workforce in eastern Kentucky is being transformed into a robotics and machining workforce. We'll talk about how automation will support American reshoring, and we'll talk about exactly how accessible jobs in robotics and automation are becoming regardless of demographics and geography. Let me introduce our guest. Allie Walker is a highly accomplished director of business development with extensive experience in the fields of robotics, automation, and manufacturing. Originally from Paintsville, Kentucky, Allie currently resides in Lexington and works for Gray Solutions, a leading provider of automation and control systems. With a proven track record of success in driving business growth and developing strategic partnerships, Ali is a results-driven professional who's passionate about leveraging technology to improve operational efficiency and drive innovation. With a deep understanding of the manufacturing industry and a keen eye for emerging trends, Ali is a valuable asset to any organization looking to stay ahead of the curve in today's rapidly evolving business landscape. Ali, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. How's it going? My apologies on the... Uh on the sirens in Lexington this afternoon. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even hear them. You know, it's funny you say it because I'm recording I'm recording at home today, but I traditionally recorded most of these from my office. And we're like, the office is right down the street from one of the biggest hospitals in the United States, Barnes. And it's like ambulances flying by constantly. So I have a very focused mic when I'm in my office that's like going to block out every sound that's not right in front of it. And it does a pretty good job. But no, I didn't even hear the siren. So you're, you're all right. <laughs> I might need to get that link then because there's yeah. like eight hospitals in a two mile radius. Is so that right? it's coming at all times. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, Allie, it's good to have you here. You you came highly recommended for me as a guest for this show. And, and then it wasn't until you and I were talking last week or so that I realized you're, that you're the daughter of the one and only Kathy Walker. And it's like, well, of course you are. You're the same name. You're both from Kentucky. Like I should have made the connection, but didn't until now. And just kind of a, a funny thing. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that too. Looking forward to it. And no, I really appreciate you having me. I've loved all of your content, Joe. So looking forward to getting in, into it and having a good dis- discussion this afternoon. Yeah, likewise. And I appreciate you saying it. Well, Allie, this is episode 159 of this podcast. And then way back, I, I looked it up after we talked in episode 75. So a couple of years ago was when I had your mother on the show. And I was completely blown away to just kind of learn about what she's done in your Eastern Kentucky home to transform the workforce from 
what was a sort of a dying coal industry into a really forward-looking, advanced robotics and automation workforce. Just so cool and such an interesting story. And for those who who are listening here who aren't familiar with eCami, I'd love for you to just tell a little bit of that story for us. Sure. Yeah. So it's been an interesting ride and a very, very fun ride. And is the reason, you know, really that that I'm in the robotics and the automation industry. So I guess this was way back in 08. You can think that back. There was a war on coal, right? And that's really been the background and the backbone of the economy in Appalachia. My family's out of the energy business and worked in a lot of mines and a lot of coal mines. And my mom's, you know, over there going, man, what am I going to do? What are all of our miners in Eastern Kentucky and Appalachia, what are they going to do once they're laid off? Because it was inevitable at that point, the writing was on the wall. My mom decided to open up a trade school up in Paintsville to retrain, originally retrain all of these miners that had been laid off in the mining industry into advanced manufacturing jobs like machining and robotics. And then that morphed into into vision systems and into AMRs and AGVs. And so that's kind of how it got rolling. But now mom does everything from the high school all the way up to, I guess, I think her oldest one was in his late 60s. So it's just a testament, I think, to the robotics and automation industry that you're never too old or young to get in, in the industry. Uh, I think it's just such a cool story. And I, I hear about eCami all the time through different, you know, different sources. It's just whenever people are talking about innovation and manufacturing and robotics and automation, it always is, seems to be part of the conversation. So I'm hoping the word continues to spread and, and in other places in the country, this this sort of model of what she's doing can maybe be replicated or emulated in some way. It's really interesting because it, it isn't like we're in the heart of Memphis or Los Angeles or any of these really large areas, you know, we're in rural Appalachia. So if it can be launched there, I think it can be launched anywhere. And robotics and automation is heading right down the pike. It is here and it is not leaving. So the more that that we can get other other folks in in the industry and know about what's all out there, I think will be really good for us all. I love it. Well, Allie, I know that from talking with you about this a couple of times now that you know this work your mother's done has been a huge influence, but I know you're also carving your own path right now in robotics and automation. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your own journey to date and sort of what you're up to at Gray Solutions. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I've been in industry now for a handful of years, but it's interesting. Everyone's road into robotics and automation. Um, it's very unique. And I think once the the bug, it really bites, uh, it really doesn't leave. So a little bit about me. So I grew up in Eastern Kentucky and Paintsville. I was an athlete for the latter half of my life. I was a golfer. While all this is happening with my mom and Ecami, and that's getting revved up and, and I'm observing, right? Because I had my eyes really set on the LPGA and really doing awesome things there and getting a scholarship. But in the background, all, all this is happening and really brewing. But I ended up getting on with the University of Kentucky to play golf. And then I graduated and wanted to give the LPGA a shot. So I was there for about a year, had a nasty rib injury that deterred me. And, you know, I thought, well, Allie, it's probably time to get a real job. But while all this is happening, I, I, I was observing all of the lives 
that have been impacted and really changed through eCami and the opportunity with the training in the school. Really, whenever I was looking at, so do I go back to school? Do I get a job? I'm thinking, man, I've been so passionate and I've always been really moved by the work that eCami's really done and has really brought to Appalachia. And so I went and I got my MBA at Xavier University. And then I uh, got my first job at an AGV and integration company up here in Georgetown, Kentucky, in marketing and, and sales, and then wanted to get more into outside sales, all of the partnerships and, and really, really building those relationships has always been very attractive to me and how the ecosystem works within robotics and automation is, you know, Joe, it's all very connected. Now I'm here over at Gray and having an absolute blast. So that's the long and short of it. Tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing at Gray, what your sure. clientele is, applications. Just, I'm always interested to hear what different businesses in this space are, are up to. Sure. Yeah. So over here at Gray, we have a very interesting model. So we are a design and a build firm. So what we do is we do everything from helping you look at land to designing and building the building, or maybe it's a renovation, maybe it's a brownfields. And then what I do on the solutions group is we make everything in the four walls, we make it work. So everything from raw material into processing and to packaging and robotics and vision and AGVs and AMRs, ARSs, you name it, we make the building work. So we're really a a turnkey organization where I could hand you the keys to Joe Manufacturing with it being lights out all under gray. We are heavily in the food and beverage industry. So that's been really fun. My first job was out of the automotive industry. So a little different, but it has been an absolute blast just to look at how anything's made, anything that we eat and drink. So high level, that's what we we do over here at Gray. And the other unique piece I think in that model is we're very agnostic, right? We're not going to put a round peg in a square hole and we want to recommend what's the very best for the end user. So that's been really fun to work with all of these different partners and working with the customers and what works and what doesn't and the applications. That's high level what we do over here at Gray. Okay, let's take a quick break here. I want to let a couple of our strategists at Gorilla76 tell you about something pretty cool that we're doing right now for marketing folks in the manufacturing sector. Peyton and Brendan, take it away. So I'm Peyton Warren. And I'm Brendan Forrest. Twice a month, we host a live event called Industrial Marketing Live. Right now, we have a group of 50 plus industrial marketers from a variety of manufacturing organizations that meet up digitally to learn, ask questions, network, and get smarter. Every session has a designated topic. And one of our team members at Gorilla76 opens up by teaching for the first half hour or so. Topics have included how to do a better manufacturing webinar, getting started with paid social on LinkedIn, how to optimize your website for conversions, creating amazing video content, and so much more. After we break it down, we open it up to Q&A so we can help you apply all of this in your own businesses. This is pure value, no cost, no strings attached, no product or service pitches, just a 100% unadulterated learning experience. And on top of these live sessions, we've also opened up a Slack channel where attendees bounce ideas off each other and learn together between sessions. We're building a true community of manufacturing marketing professionals here. So if you or someone at your company has the word marketing in his or her job title, please consider telling them about it. They can visit industrialmarketinglive.com to register. We'd love to see you there. Shifting gears here, Allie, I know that workforce development is a major passion of yours. I've heard you talk about it. You told me when we were 
chatting last week that to you work is about the person. Can you unpack what that means to you? Yeah. You know, it's in all honesty, Joe, I'm, I'm rarely more humbled than whenever I'm in a manufacturing in a, a facility and you see a person and all they do every day is this, or it's a widget or it's just this one repetitive motion. I'm thinking, my goodness, let's let a robot do that. And let's reallocate this human being to more human being things, what we were designed to do, to solve issues, to solve problems and and let them maybe maintenance that line, upskill them where they know how the robot works and how to maintenance it and how to maintain it. And then increases their value, the quality of life there and let the robot do that hard work. I think even all the way back to e-camming what my mom's doing and really enabling the human, they can maintenance robotics and automation. And I really think there's this stigma around if I don't have an engineering degree, I'm not made for robotics. I'm not an engineer by any means. I am in sales and I got a business degree. So it it really is robotics and automation. It is for anyone. And it not only increases the worker um, in their life, but also the productivity as well within industry. It's a good marriage. Well, on that topic of robotics, automation really being for anyone, I think I saw a stat that the coal mining industry in you know the region that you grew up in is has been traditionally something like 95 96% male dominated as you think about the potential for the workforce that maybe is replacing it in that region through ecami or just in general about automation robotics how do you think that changes now and what opportunities do you see for women right now in this automation workforce that's a great question and one i love to answer because my answer is there's any job, right? No matter if you're a man, you're a woman, anything in robotics and automation, it it is out there and it is for you. And I think women too really bring an interesting perspective to problem solving. And I think that the more awareness we can get, either that be through education and academia or a trade school like eCami, and really, really pushing the fact that that this is not just a man's world. Women bring a lot to the table. And, and that's one thing I'm really advocating for. When you think about the future of American manufacturing, Ali, or even where specifically automation, robotics are headed, what things have you most excited? Honestly, Joe, it is amazing to look at industry and the robotics industry and the automation industry and how many innovators we have and all the excitement and the buzz around everything across our world that be ASRS systems or AI. But what gets me the most excited is really the the effort in reshoring, right? And that's heading right down the pipe, which is great for us. As you all know, there's been a lot of issues in getting robots, getting parts, and the support, and having your hands really, really tied. But with that reshoring effort, what I'm really excited for is the creation of the jobs around all of the robotics and the integration that will happen. And I think from an economic lens that that's going to make us very, very strong in America. And we're going to have the support and the maintenance and the parts right here, hopefully near shore or onshore. But I think the excitement with the robotics industry that really paired with the reshoring, that's going to be a great recipe for all of us on the customer side and in the robotics industry to be very successful. 
Yeah, that's a topic that's come up quite a few times. And the thing, um, you know, on my show, not as a surprise, right? But it's always interesting for me to think about, you know, there's this huge push for reshoring right now and bringing all these jobs back, which is fantastic. But then side by side with that, we've got this labor crisis that's been going on for, for years. And so the conclusion I've drawn from the conversations I've had with Quite a few people in this space and those, especially in automation and robotics, is that, I mean, this is not an option anymore. This is this is going to be a necessity. Like if we're going to bring back jobs and we're going to continue to grow our manufacturing economy, we're going to need automation to play a huge role in that. Yes. Yeah, we 100% are. And I think it's really on all of us across the board, right? As the integrator, as the OEM, as the end user, we're going to have to as the integrator, we're going to have to make sure that we are, whenever we leave a system at a facility, that we are able to upskill their workers on the system and the robotics that we're installing. Or if it's the customer, really investing in the courses with the OEM to upskill your employees or your operators to maintain and maintenance the equipment. And then on the OEM side, right? Like it's very important that the end user knows how to use your equipment and really making that very available to the end user having classes or hosting a webinar. I really think it's on all of us to make sure that that we're giving everyone the tools they need in order to make the robotics and automation implementation across industry a success. Well, Allie, this was a really great conversation. Can you tell our audience how they can get in touch with you and also where they can learn more about what you're doing at Gray Solutions? Yeah, absolutely. I am on LinkedIn. So if you want to just visit my page there, there's a link to us and to Gray and happy to answer any questions that you all may have. That's where you can find me. Easiest, I would say. Awesome. Well, Allie, thanks for doing this today. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's a pleasure. You bet. As for the rest of you, I hope to catch you on the next episode of The Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to The Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.